Hello and welcome to the Sunfire Tavern episode 13. can't believe we're down to 13 episodes now. It's Time's really flying as we're getting through lockdown and coming out the other end. Uh, I'm joined tonight with uh, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hello. And a good friend and colleague of our, oh, ex-colleague, sorry, and a good friend of ours, uh, Duras. Duras, hi. Hey. Thank you for joining us. Uh, very happy to have you t- uh, today. Um, and for those of you that want to... No, no problem at all. Uh, for those of you that want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at Sunfire Tavern on Twitter, uh, also on Instagram, and if you want to listen to us, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and uh, SoundCloud. Uh, so yeah, today we're joined by Duras, and um, we've got a bit of a short roster, but we're probably going to end up deviating like we normally do. Um, so we're going to be looking at, um, obviously what we always start with is what we've been playing and what we've been watching, and then we're going to move on to the 35th anniversary of Mario, which was uh, which is taking place at the moment, uh, Mulan and how not to do a subscription service, and then uh, a big conversation topic, which is The Boys Season 2. Um, so I guess we'll start off with Duras. Um, Duras, if you want to introduce yourself and let people know like who you are, what you do, what your history is, that'd be super cool. Yeah, sure. So my name is Duras. Um, short for Darasini, but you can just call me Duras because that's much easier. I'm currently working as a technical level designer for Moon Active. Um, my entire history has been within games, really. I've always been in the games industry in some way, shape or form. I've been doing this for about, about seven years now. Um, Started off as a junior game designer at a really small studio called Marmalade, where we mostly did work for hire projects. So by work for hire, I mean like a company would uh, get us to do something for one of their products. So for example, Hasbro is one of our biggest clients and they'd have like IPs like Transformers or My Little Pony and Monopoly and stuff like that. And they'd often come to Marmalade to develop small games to even market their toy range or market a new TV show. So I used to do like lots of really short projects like between six and eight weeks and um, after that i was at king for a few years uh, where i met you lovely people mm-hmm. um, which i did <laughs> yeah which is uh, I, I did level design at that company did that for about yeah three and a half years and uh now i'm at Unactive, where i've been for about two weeks I'm still kind of learning who everyone is and introduce myself this is why i kind of have this whole job history thing kind of on autopilot now because like, I spent the past two weeks reintroducing myself over and over and over again. <laughs> and what <laughs> and is yeah, it? Um, still, like, so did you did you say the company called Moon Active? Yes. What do they do? What what do they what are they what's their so core thing? they are they are most famous for Coin Master, which is that kind of social casino oh, yes. um, slots game slash base building slash village attacking game. Um, it's recently had a massive cash injection, therefore we've probably seen loads of like celebrity endorsed commercials. Like Terry Crews and Jennifer Lopez. And okay, like my, bro- my brother-in-law was sitting playing it. At, um, well, yeah. I said step brother-in-law. No, step brother. Sorry, not brother-in-law. Uh, was sitting at the dinner table yesterday playing with his with his girlfriend, and I looked at it and I was like, yeah. "I know that game. <laughs> Why do I know this game?" <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I know I know I know the the game in the company. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, and obviously, you worked at King. Um, yeah, you did some pretty cool level design there. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so uh, so you moved on to another mobile games company, which I think is where the industry is kind of heavily focused right now. Like a lot of a lot of the big yeah, talent sure. is coming through in the mobile games industry, and sort of then siphoning out when they get a little bit older towards um, like console gaming and PC gaming, because um, yeah. it, it does seem like a really good way to kind of um, not just step into the industry, but kind of get experience there as well. Yeah, for real. I mean, it was definitely my kind of idea to slowly transition into console gaming but you know what? i'm actually quite comfortable in mobile uh, i guess what kind of hit it for was the realization that the work-life balance in mobile game development tends to be a lot friendlier than in other industries or at least other subsets and i guess now that i've kind of prioritized my family a lot more like my wife and my daughter i feel like working in mobile has given me a lot more freedom around them yeah, um, I, think, but... I think that's 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 a fair point. And uh, yes, of course, you've had you've had your daughter as well. How are things going with the with with, with your lovely little girl now? Yeah, well, she's um, we bought her her second pair of shoes yesterday, which is wow. a big, big deal for me. Oh, she's she's yeah, going clubbing like she... then. She's at night clubbing, and <laughs> oh, this is a matter of time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been really bizarre actually, because um, what what has actually been both what has been great for lockdown, which I know is pretty weird thing to say, but what's really good about lockdown is the fact that I spent so much more time around Leah, like my daughter. Yeah. Um, you know, usually I drop her off at nursery, go to work, come back from work, put her up in nursery, where I usually just feed her and then put her to bed, and that's been pretty much my routine for her up until the weekend. But with lockdown, with the nurseries closed and everything, 
she's just been around the house a lot more and I've been around the house a lot more. It's certainly been interesting to have her kind of popping into our meetings like back when I was working at King. Um, <laughs> but what has been like really, really fulfilling is just watching how quickly she grows and changes. Like I was watching some of the older videos I had of her at the start of lockdown and like watching the video I recorded yesterday. Almost a person. I mean, for one, she wasn't walking before lockdown, and now she's like running all over the place right now. It's just crazy. <laughs> I guess that that's been a really positive outcome of the lockdown is that a lot of people have got to yeah. actually spend that valuable time with their kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. yeah. It's, that's that's been a nice thing, I think, because obviously there's been some negatives as well, but the positive because it just yeah, felt that uh, I, I don't know if you felt the same as me, but um, throughout lockdown, like every day or every week, the news just got more and more terrifying to the point where yeah. it just it just became so unbelievable. Like that, there was all the different um things happening like there was that um um oh, i forgot what it was called now the that they found those sarcophagus things that they pulled out of the ground in <laughs> egypt and it was like we found an onyx sarcophagus and, and we're going to open these and everyone was like not right now just shut them Please, just leave yeah, them just, just put them back <laughs> we don't need those yeah just yeah like we can just, we can just leave them yeah like th there was so much stuff happening there was um what else i mean there was the meth alligators there was the yeah, monkeys the that bases. yeah the monkeys that stole samples of COVID and escaped into the forest with it. Oh I was, my god! Yeah, and obviously there was yeah. the 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 riots as well and the Black Lives Matter stuff. There was yeah, uh, which is still ongoing. Um, I mean, it, yeah. it's just crazy. Like like every day the news got more and more scary, and, and now obviously this week the the UK numbers are starting to increase quite dramatically again because uh, they went up by a thousand overnight last night, which is the first massive jump we've had since uh, the, the peak. Um, so, yeah. you know, the things are kind of on the up and down, but that's why we're here to do this podcast to kind of bring a little bit of joy into people's lives rather than a bit of negativity. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and it's important to, to take the bad of the good because, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, even without the pandemic and even without that, we're constantly living in time. Of, sometimes things are great and sometimes things are terrible. Often the terrible things are the things that keep you up at night and often the great things are great for a time, but yeah. it's important to try and take stock in that because, you know, things are going to get better and things are going to get worse. And Well, I feel like I that's this... been quite an empowering point throughout the whole thing as well, is that um, knowing yeah. that everyone's going through this, like, yeah. it feels yeah. more dealable that, that, you know, everyone is also locked indoors and, and what and all the, all the stuff that's been happening is kind of impacting everyone. So that's been kind yeah. of empowering for me. Um, yeah. And, and while we could talk about lockdown for, for hours and hours and hours, I think we'd probably move on to uh, what we've been playing. So, um, Ollie, because I'm, I'm aware that you've been um, uh, a little bit quiet. Uh, oh, what, no, what no, no worries. Hey. Tell us oh, what, what have I been playing? Yes. You're Is it Pokami again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably going to be li nice. li likely the same as uh, Wednesday. So, oh, um, of course, because we recorded late last week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I've not had that much time to play games in between that, but I guess I played a little bit of uh, still continuing with uh, Okami, as uh, I said before. And yeah, obviously got time for League of Legends, always time for League, no matter what. <laughs> um, oh, I did start playing Factorio again with some friends because we're trying to teach someone uh, bought bought it recently, so we're teaching them how to play the game, and that's been quite cool. fun. A lot like, of people um, have been telling me to play that. Like, um, I just feel like it's going to be too complicated for me. It's as long as you, if it depends if if you take it at your own pace and you're willing to learn, or like you have someone to to help you guide guide you through it at a certain pace. Like I think it's so good. It's such a great game. That also, one of those games where it's yeah, it's just one of those games where it's just like you start playing it at like six p.m. and then you look at the time and it's like six in the morning. Like, oh, <laughs> cool, man. Uh, where did they go? I had yeah. that. I think when Minecraft first came out, I think I definitely had that experience where yeah, um, mm. I remember I was building um, what was I building a. Uh, like a villa on top of a because uh, th there was five of us playing in like this very small area on on our own server, and mm. one of them was building like uh, a big ship, like a pirate ship. Uh, another one was building like a, a skull shaped mountain with their face as the skull, and I was just up there building an apartment. I was like, yeah, this is really nice. Like I'm really enjoying this. Um, but yeah, literally like seven or eight hours disappeared into that game. Yeah. Um, Daras, what have you been playing? So I'm in a weird situation right now because. My hard drive has just packed up. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, so I'm at the point now where I think what I was playing before my hard drive died was Elder Scrolls Online, which is something I've played quite a lot of. That's um, what like, I, I, very often anymore. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's in the middle of um, of their third or fourth expansion, I want to say. Um, actually, I'm actually starting to lose track because it's, it's such a 
just a trove of content. There's so much going on in that game. Um, and the way the content cadence happens, so I guess just, just to contextualize it, levels in Elder Scrolls Online don't quite work the way they do in, in most other MMOs, where like the expansion comes out, that releases that increases the level cap and plays that new cap and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, in Elder Scrolls Online, everything's kind of scaling to your level, which means you can oh, kind of go cool. wherever you want to go. And and because of that, it means that most expansions usually add horizontal as well as a new chapter of the story. In fact, I don't think they even call it expansions. I think they actually call it chapter um, to kind of give it that same feel. So I just, I don't know. I'm way behind in that game and I'm really okay. It means I, just, I can set my own goals, can do whatever I want. So I was playing through the Thieves Guild, which had nothing to do with the expansion. Um, <laughs> but then, then my hard drive died and then I haven't been playing anything since. So, but it's this weird thing where my hard drive isn't completely dead. It's just super slow to the point where games are taking ages. Oh, yeah. Okay. 15 minutes just to log into a game of any kind. So <laughs> I've resorted to watching Let's Play instead. <laughs> well, I, I, see, I remember when my hard drive died, because mine died a few weeks ago, actually, because Ollie had to do the podcast recording for a little bit. Um, and when it died, I, I ended up resorting to like watching people play games on Twitch. Because well, I'm obviously in lockdown as well, and because I live on my own, wasn't really much going on. I wasn't able to do anything, so I was like, I just want to play something. Mm-hmm. And I was a bit bored of playing on my PS4 and not really got anything on my Switch, so I was just watching people play like Flight Sim. And mm-hmm. um, and now, so I've just read that they're adding a, a a mode to the the new Flight Sim where you can put your VR headset on and just get taken on a flight. That you actually oh, wow. board the plane as a passenger, you get into the back of the plane, and there's like. Um, random announcements over the tunnel while you're flying, but the flights are are real time. So if you're flying like um, London to LA, it is an eleven hour flight, like, and you just oh, sit there really? like this is really unusual. <laughs> like I'm sitting here on a Saturday night with my VI headset on, having a flight. <laughs> yeah, so that's something pretty cool. But I, I guess I can segue from that into what I've been playing as well. Um, sure. So, I mean, you've been playing Elder Scrolls Online. I've actually been trying to find the new MMO, but I'm not really finding anything out there that's tickled my fancy yeah. yet. I went back to WoW a little bit, played a little bit of that, but didn't reconnect oh, with nice. it. I, I just couldn't get back in, back on board with it, though, because, um, I mean, obviously, uh, it's long part of my history. You're kind of in so. that pre-expansion lull, right? Yeah, well, I was going in to kind of prepare for the expansion, uh, but I've realized yeah. the expansion itself is going to be such a new experience. Kind of building up to it, there's no point. I might as well just start when it launches. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's how it usually is before WoW expansion, right? Like that's when the population starts to dip a bit because you're just yeah. like, well, there's nothing to do, and then the expansion drops and everything spikes back up again. Well, because everything's brand new again, and, and the, the game yeah. resource. But like you said, in Elder Scrolls, um, you you have these chapters and stuff, which kind of reminds me of how Final Fantasy XI used to work. The, the content yeah. doesn't sit on top of the other content; it sits alongside it. Whereas in WoW, it is like a vertical stack. Like, um, yeah, you know, you you have to go up to the 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 right expansion level to play it. Uh, but gaming-wise, I've been playing um, a little bit of Sea of Thieves, which is the one I constantly go back to because I've got friends that play uh, play it with me, um, and a little bit of Super Mario All-Stars, which just got added to the Switch uh, SNES oh. thing, which is so cool. Mm. Love yeah. that game so much. Um, and then a little bit of Carrion, because I really want to finish that. And then I've nearly finished the first chapter of... Um, that game, that name, I can't remember. Is it? Tell me what. Tell me why. Tell me why. Yeah. Yes. So oh, I nearly okay. finished the first chapter, and it's it's wonderful. It's such a good game. It's mm. very similar to Life is Strange. Talked about it quite a bit on the last uh, last week's podcast. Yeah, yeah, I heard on, on last week's episode. Yeah, it's it's good. Like it's it's uh it's, it deals with some very prickly subjects, because uh, like the main character is transgender, and it deals with their transition and then returning to this like like bumpkin town in america and obviously people are not really into um supporting that kind of thing so mm-hmm. you you see the main character dealing with kind of trying to just live their life and, and reintroduce themselves into that world and it's it's interesting mm-hmm. like, it's really good so super happy with that um otherwise i don't think i've really been playing much else other than my usual overwatch and league of legends and uh, league of legends uh heroes of the storm um but yes that's been about what i've been up to this week um and then through the middle of all that, we've had the 35th anniversary of Mario, which just kicked in. Um, oh, yeah? And as a result of that, Nintendo have just kind of done a thing where they've announced that you're going to be able to get Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Sunshine, and Mario 64 on the Switch. 
slightly remastered. So they've not. Ah, oh, cool. The, the thing is, they've not remastered the games. They've just put. Um, I think Sunshine has got widescreen now. Uh, Galaxy mm. is now 60 FPS, but they haven't really done anything else. They've just made the mm. the little icons a little bit easier to read, and that's about it. Um, mm. But so here's the thing. Here's the caveat. They've okay. done this. They've announced it. It comes out in a week or two. I think I think it comes out actually in a week. Um, but you're only going to be able to buy it until March the 31st, and then after that, you will never be able to buy this game again. I, and are you sure this is the the triple pack and not the battle royale? Thing? No, no, that's the triple pack. Oh wow, really? Yep. Yeah, and it that's, is the weirdest decision. It makes no like. I mean, the, the player base is so mad, and I yeah. totally agree with them because I think that is awful business. Why would they I, do that? But I mean, are you, uh, are you guys into like uh, Nintendo, Mario, all that kind of stuff? You've been following this at all? Do you know much about this? Um, yeah, I had no idea about this. It's it's nuts. Like it's, yeah. and, and it's it doesn't help as well that the Nintendo Reddit community is already like um, like very cool lady. Like they've all drank mm. the Kool Aid and they're all very much mm. obsessed with Nintendo. So yeah. this they don't know how Seriously. to react to this. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> super strange. Like because. I mean, the idea of being able to have Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy in one package it sounds like amazing. Yeah, on the Switch as well, games. which is nice. Because that means you yeah, can exactly. play it on your TV or you can play it uh, you know, on the transport. That's great. I'm, I'm in for that. Yeah. I'm sold. Yeah, that sounds like mm. amazing. And like, you know, they haven't remod- they, you know, the only, like, they haven't put um, Sunshine on any other platform before. Right? No, because so I think the Nintendo are thing. like... Um, you can play Super Mario Galaxy or Mario 3 or Mario Sunshine or Mario this or Mario that. Yeah. Like, I don't think they like to admit that Sunshine was a thing. Even exactly. though it's one of the most beloved Mario games of all time. Like It's a fantastic game. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's, just, think it's just been an interesting thing to kind of watch this week and see how yet again yeah. um, another big company in the games industry makes a weird decision that doesn't really sound mm. very player focused. Yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, like Nintendo does, does have a bit of a history of making not necessarily the best kind of player facing decisions and constantly shooting themselves in the foot with weird marketing yeah right? with weird decisions yeah. like did, did you see they announced the mario kart ar thing oh yeah yeah i was going to talk about that yeah. now that <laughs> go ahead go nuts Explain. yeah so okay so they've, they've they're releasing a new mario kart game however it's a weird like ar real life hybrid so you basically get a actual mario like a like a rc car like a mario kart rc car essentially right and it has a camera on the back of it that you can then, and then you have these like um, track markers you place out physically in the real world, like in your living room, right? And then you place, and you, you drive the actual RC car around using the Switch, but on your Switch view, oh. it's overlaid like the, you know, sort of like a virtual Mario, sort of like Mario. So it's like, you, so it's essentially looks right. like you're playing Mario Kart, but in real life, essentially. Right. It, it looks like, um, so each each copy of this, by the way, is £100. Um, so oh. to get one cut, that's £100. But it looks like they're really trying hard now to get um, like people our age, like parents and whatever, to, to, to share this stuff with their kids, to sort of like yeah. pass the franchises over to the next generation. But this is a weird mm. way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, it sounds kind of cool. I mean, I've, mm. I've, I've always kind of preferred AR to VR. But at mm. the same time, £100 and... Like, is it competitive? Do you play against other players, or is it just you kind of running I'm not, around? And... I'm not actually sure how it's going to work yet, but I'm, I know you can have two carts in the same physical space. I know that. Yeah, right. you can. I think you you right. definitely can play against other players. Cause at least from the trailer, it looked like you were playing against other physical carts that were like driving around the living room. It could have been and, physical, but okay. I'm not sure if they were um, computer controlled or not. Because mm-hmm. I only like, saw one other car, and then I, on the screen you could see like three or four other cars driving around. Mm. So, hmm, so I don't know. So I guess we'll see. But I guess oh, mm. just I think it's a it's an interesting move. I think it's a I think it's a really cool idea. A hundred pounds is pretty yeah. steep, like you were saying. Yeah, way steep. Well, like when they managed to charge everyone for cardboard with Labo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, I like to imagine some executive at Nintendo was like, "We waste a lot of cardboard. Can we charge seventy dollars for this?" And someone went, "Yes, yes, we can." <laughs> that was it. That's how Labo came about. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. Um. But I think I'm, I'm just I'm just really interested to see like the like how far people can go with the track design of these. Yeah. Um, oh, when people start getting things. creative with it, you mean? I mean, especially yeah. in, in the UK, where like you know, I mean, with, when I, whenever I hear about VR and AR, I always think about well, if you have a massive house or you live in America, where you're bigger, you have a lot more, uh, I guess, a lot more um, bandwidth to do stuff like that. 
Yes. Whereas space. Most households in the UK just there's not really much space for that. So I'm always curious about just how people deal with that over here. Yeah. Well, I struggle with my VR because I'm constantly punching my lights or my walls. Oh, um, yeah. And I have quite a big space to kind of uh, stand around in because my living space is, is very sparse. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I've only got a sofa and a rug and then a TV and that's it. Like, so I've got space mm-hmm. for my VR. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Like you, It always makes me laugh when, when you see these trailers for like um, like the new VR stuff. Or any, anytime Nintendo do a trailer for something AR, it's always set in this gigantic living room with this perfect family. Mm-hmm. But then the camera pans around and you see their sofa and there's like enough room on the sofa for about 25 people. And there's always just four of them sitting there all playing together. It's yeah. just this not real representation of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, I guess that's the, the the anniversary of Mario. I think people were a little bit disappointed as well that we didn't get Mario Galaxy 2 with the set. Yeah, that's a bit of a weird choice as well. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Well, there's also the thing. So if you remember Mario Sunshine was um, analog controls on the GameCube. Yes. And it used the analog uh, buttons so that you could spray the water at different speeds. Yes. No GameCube controller yeah. support on the Switch. Like, there is, there is. No, no, no. Switch. There is GameCube controller support on the Switch, just not with this game. There isn't. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Wait, so yeah, what? again, people are just like, why? why like this doesn't feel player focused. This just feels like nonsense. It feels like someone's just doing this just to be a, a shit. Like uh, it's, Wait. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like someone oh. some executive is like, meh. I'll I think... release Mario, but they're not gonna like it. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, I'm just very confused. Like yeah. so so like the way that GameCube controllers work on the Switch is because you know you need the GameCube adapter, sure. Yeah, but, of course. And it just recognizes them as basically just like USB controllers or whatever. Yep. So mm. I, I mean I, have they like explicitly like blocked <laughs> GameCube controllers for, for, so, for this game, or, or is it just like the analog triggers don't work? Because so, I mean, so the analog triggers late. don't work. That's been stated. Yeah. Uh, right, it yeah. says so. They, they've also released like a spec for the games, and on the back of the box it says works with the Pro Controller. Yes, uh, works with Joy Cons. Yes, works with GameCube controller. No, but what people don't know is if that means if you plug a GameCube controller in, will it still pick it up, or will it just not recognize it at all? Mm. Uh, uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> this is the world sure. Nintendo. This is where we are yep. now. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's the 35th anniversary of Mario, which, um, and they're also now talking about. I don't know if you guys are Zelda fans. Like I'm a massive fan of Zelda. Yes. Um, we've got a Zelda anniversary coming up as well, and I, I I'm sensing mm. we're going to get Skyward Sword and Wind Waker, um, oh, and then possibly like yeah. Ocarina of Time because they haven't released Ocarina of Time in about Ocarina of Time. Sorry, in about. 17 hours, so it's probably yeah. due for another release, you know, because it has to come out. <laughs> uh, much like Skyrim, oh. which I think has just come out on um, uh, Arctic Lorries now, you can play that on. So, <laughs> Also, um, hope, hopefully if it's the anniversary, maybe they'll show off some more Breath of the Wild 2 stuff? Yeah, That'd did... Really um, cool. Actually, Doris, did, did you play Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild. So, <laughs> I, I have a story about Breath of the Wild. So, um, um, I, I bought Nintendo Switch with explicit express purpose of playing this playing uh, rapid and wild so i remember this was when my wife was still pregnant and we went to japan and i was like i'm gonna go to japan i'm gonna buy a switch i'm gonna get rapid and wild it's gonna be amazing and i did all those things um i eventually did get rapid and wild didn't have time to play it because uh, my daughter was born prematurely so earlier than any of us expected and so obviously my focus went on to that um then fast forward to the end of my parental leave where i was back at work uh, back at king and this is right before we all flew off to Barcelona for that for Kingpin market. Oh yeah. So I thought I'm going to play this game on the plane. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Keep in mind, um, this was the first time I'd been on my own without my wife or kid for about we're talking about three and a half months now. Okay. And I had barely slept in those three and a half months because of my daughter. Yeah. So you so passed out. I got the switch open. I passed out on the yeah. plane with the game yeah. open. <laughs> I, remember, I, remember, I remember like starting the game and then waking up in Barcelona and the game was still open and I was like oh okay and that's like going to Breath of the Wild well there that's a go. shame because you missed a good game there <laughs> game. but you've well, been near yeah, it so that's I mean, it fine amazing. It's, it's incredible like it's it's um it does sort of have a feeling of loneliness out in the world because uh, a lot of the yeah. world isn't very well populated but there was no point where I felt bored like, there was always something happening in that game and it was just, I mean, 
the amount of engineering that must have gone into building a world of that size is is impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a GDC talk on that, I believe, or some kind of talk. I spoke about the. I think I've seen the GDC yeah, one as well. Passing. Yeah, where they talk about the. Yeah, I do look forward to playing that one day. Well, you should like the the thing is now you sort of have a unique experience coming up because you might be able to sit and play it with your daughter on your on on your knee. Yeah, um, that's what I'm looking for. And then, then you can kind of convince her that she likes Zelda as well, and you can pass that on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is sure. why I don't That's have kids work, yet, because right? my kids are going to be forced to li- like everything. I'm going to be like, right, this is Final Fantasy VIII. This is the one that you like now. <laughs> Get your eyes off Final Fantasy VII. You like it, but you don't love it. You like Final Fantasy VIII. This is the one. Come on. <laughs> I remember seeing. I remember seeing on Reddit um, some like uh, a weird post about some par- a parent who basically decided that if their kid wanted to play modern video games, they had to. Um, work their way through like the retro games, so like they they would. Oh yes, I saw this. Yeah, they, so yeah. so like if they wanted to play a game on N sixty four, they had to complete a game on like the SNES. Yeah, and then oh, you know like yes. going all the way back, right? So 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 it would help them build an appreciation for like where video games have come from, so, which I thought yeah, was a cool I think idea. That's cool, but also torture. I think it's a cool. Idea. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a cool idea, but also you know maybe don't attack Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, like let them let let them play a little bit, not complete something like here's Ghouls and Ghosts. Now you'll yeah. complete this in five minutes. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, we, once you completed this, then you can play Mario sixty four. Yeah, I, 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 mean, yeah, I mean, like, I'd never be able to get him in. I mean, we're all passionate game. gamers here, and we have, yeah, and, I'm, and we're all multi generational. I mean, my my first foray into gaming wasn't the classics. It was just whatever was modern at the time, whatever was contemporary, and I kind of went my way backwards. Mm. So. I think anyone can, have, can kind of have their own introduction into gaming. It doesn't have to be through this. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. exactly, right? Yeah. I think I the difference for me, though, is that I've literally grown up since video games started. Like, um, I mean, I started with the Commodore 64, so I was loading games on the tape drive when I was, when I was like, eight or ten years old. And I had a mm. keyboard with all these different multicolored keys in it. I know that's a common thing now, but back then this was, like, wild. Um, and I'd be mm. play- there was a game called Sultan's Mage, which used to take an hour and a half to load. So you'd, you'd put the tape in, go down and have your dinner, probably go play with your mates or whatever, and then come back and it's still loading, and every now and again it would bomb out, which is where it would have all these oh, pictures of like bombs on the screen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've had a different day. So, although I did, I did recently learn, um, so I was talking to my parents, because my, my, my parents got quite close to me after the accident at the start of the year, like we've become more open with each other. And they were sharing some stories about uh, when I was growing up. And they said, um, so... Um, all of the parents in my housing estate when we were at school all got together and agreed to buy each console. So one bought a SNES, one bought a Mega Drive, one bought a PlayStation or whatever. And the reason was yeah. is so that each parent would have a night where all the kids would be in their house, but then the next night they would all move on to the next house. That is genius. That's cool. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. awesome. that's very clever. That's a really good way to kind of get your kids out of your face for, for a couple of days a week. <laughs> Um, it's amazing. Unfortunately, that all went to hell when Tony Hawks came out because then we just lived at a friend's house and played that forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which actually just came I out this week. And, and Ollie, did you see? Did you see? <sighs> I, yes, yes. I was right. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, though, but it's very much on, on my radar. Well, we can't claim the code yet, so they still haven't distributed the codes. But uh, do ask. Oh, for I, mean, I, I mean, I, I got, I got. You got yours. Mine. Yeah. <gasps> when? Uh, Friday. Okay, I'm gonna stab someone. We'll talk um, after podcast. Yes, we'll talk after podcast. <laughs> uh, to ask for context, they've given everyone at King uh, a copy of uh, Tony Hawk's. Um, oh, that's cool. Which is lovely. Mm. Like I knew it was gonna happen. Uh, I was just waiting for it to happen. So now I've got it, and well, I haven't got it yet, but it's on its way. Um, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, so that's really mm. cool. Um, but yeah, so um, so that was the kind of me growing up with games and how you guys kind of in- interacted with games but um i guess the next point we've got on the agenda is a, a weird what? one which sorry ollie sorry just before we go off of the topic the original topic of the 35th anniversary of mario the ba- the mario okay the mario battle royale how do people feel about <laughs> it? I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to hear what people's thoughts of this mario battle because i know i knew it was coming after tetris we 99 all knew it was like, coming. They have, it has to they have to be making it. but you know what like my thoughts on it are why the hell not? Yeah. At this point, why not? Yeah. I will never play it, but I don't care. <laughs> I just yeah. I think it like so I I remember when Tetris ninety nine was announced and I was like, I'm never gonna touch that. This is ridiculous, this is stupid. I've played so much Tetris ninety nine, it's a little bit sad. Um, it's a great game. Like I love it. I really, really love that game. Um mm. 
And the fact that they're doing um, Mario Battle Royale to me, it's opening this like side door to what Battle Royale can actually be. Mm. Like, what about if we get a um, I don't know SNES Star Wars Battle Royale or um, Mario sixty four, but with actually sixty four Mario's or something? That'd be super cool. <laughs> oh, um, my... It's just the future of gaming is in a, a bit of a flux place at the moment. Like we don't really know where it's going to go. But it's, it's going down weird pathways. I mean, have we ever known? I mean, have we ever known where this industry is going? I feel like we've never really known. Well, we know there's always going to be another FIFA. There's always going to be another FIFA. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and a Madden. And a Madden. And, oh, and a Call of Duty as well. But at least Call of Duty is uh, they're smashing it at the moment. Like the, This year's Call of Duty and um, the War Zones is just incredible. Like, I'm so impressed. Mm. That's cool. Uh, and it yeah. takes a lot for me to be impressed with Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, the next point on the agenda is Mulan and how not to do a subscription service. And I don't know if you guys know the context behind this. This is Disney Plus, right? This is Disney Plus, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. So at the start of lockdown, um, Mulan was just about to hit the cinemas, and it's this live-action movie. Um, I'm, I'm hearing it's not particularly amazing. like It's very cinematic and very much designed for the cinema. Um, however, mm. because of lockdown, it never got to launch, and instead Disney have decided to allow people to watch it on Disney Plus, on the streaming service for the, uh, the premiere. However, um, again, another caveat. Um, it's not free. So you're already paying for your subscription service, so you pay, I think, what, a tenner a month or something for, for Disney Plus? Maybe a little bit more, a little bit less, I'm not sure. Um, but to watch Mulan, it's £30. Just to watch this, this movie mm. once. And their argument is that that would be the price you pay for a cinema ticket for a family. So if a parent and two kids went, that's yeah, what you pay argument. for. Which is a fair argument, but I think that is possibly the worst way to launch a new streaming service and um, new content. I think it's awful, like because no one's going to yeah. buy that. Yeah. And the way they've reacted to it is almost immediately after the massive negative backlash, is said, "Okay, so we'll give it you to f- for free in November." So we've already waited since June for this. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. most people can wait a few more weeks. Like it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. I just, you know, what do you guys think of that? Mm. So I didn't know about the thirty-pound price tag. I think that is absurd, considering like yeah. the like you look you look at the other streaming services, right? Or you look at even just renting a film. Actually, recently, you know, Dar- for for Darius's birthday, we all rented. Uh, what was it? I oh, know we all bought um, Sonic yeah, we, the Hedgehog. We got Sonic, yeah, yeah. So Which we decided a great to movie. do a group. Yeah, yeah. We decided to do a group watch of Sonic the Hedgehog. So, um, and that was eight pounds or something on Amazon Prime, right? Like yeah, 30 I think, pounds. I think, yeah, something like that, or like a tenner on YouTube. I think. Yeah, exactly. And like I went, to, I went to the cinema, you know, and, and as I said the other week, I went to go see Tenor in the cinema, and that was only thirteen pounds. So, I guess you know the argument that sure, I guess you're paying for the family or whatever, but it doesn't really mm. fly in terms of like you know, like you're paying for one screen essentially. You can't. Yeah, really... I mean, it's it's a purely business based basic decision because because you know, the idea is. If they charge, say, the price of one person, then the idea is you have thousands of people or millions of people watching it, including families who are only watching it with one account. Mm. Whereas if you charge everyone the price of a family, then at least at that point, I guess the way they say they'll kind of average out to and get in the money they think they should get from, from Mulan. And obviously that's not very consumer-focused at all. That's definitely more business. And looking at it from that standpoint, I can totally understand, but it's still super scummy. Like, that sucks. Yeah. And like these poor people who just, you know, maybe they just really want to watch the film, but they're only one person, they live alone or something. It's like, oh, now I've got to fork out a whole family, you know, like 30 pounds to watch this film. You know, what? And, and are you saying it's not even to, to, to own? Is it just to watch one, like to watch for a certain amount Apparently of time? Apparently it's just to watch for a certain amount of time. Like it's not that to is, No, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's just. And as a parent, um, they're asked, like, you're probably going to be about to step into this world of of very complex <laughs> streaming services now, because um, yeah. obviously your your daughter's probably going to be into Disney. I, I mean, this is being a little bit stereotypical, but a lot of young girls tend to really get into Disney at a very early age because of the whole princess. Yeah, um, I mean, thing. I mean, it's a, it's a statistically accurate thing to say. I mean, the odds are Nia will be into stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I don't know for sure, but mm. uh, but yeah, I see what you're saying. But I, I mean, I feel like you're going to step towards that, and you're going to very quickly have the um, you know. Being into Frozen or uh, yeah. what the princess stories are there like Jasmine? I always see people dressed as or the, yeah. the princess from the Princess and the Frog. 
Um, I mean, to be fair, like, I already kind of went through this phase with my cousin because because um, I have quite a close-knit family. And um, so I've got, like, my my mum's youngest sister um, has two kids. Uh, they're both, like, preteens now, but you know, obviously when they were younger and living closer to me, I spent a lot of time with them. And for a while, my, my cousin was into a Tangled, I think that's what it's called. Tangled, yep. I think is it called Tangled, one of the basically Rapunzel, but the, the modern Rapunzel story. Yeah. And um, we used to watch that over and over and over again. And you know what? It's actually I actually kind of liked it. It was, it was fun. Um, Frozen I never really got into, but I guess my my cousin had kind of outgrown just by by the time Frozen. So I've already kind of got a bit of what it'll be like with Leah, but I guess even with Leah, it'll be a while. At the moment, we have like I've got YouTube. Um, oh, what's it called now? YouTube For a while it's called YouTube Premium, Red, and then no, YouTube Premium. Yeah, YouTube Premium. I've got that, and I just have like baby shows on for Leah, but she doesn't really care about. So, um, but yeah, with Disney, I plan on getting that at some point, but it'll be a few years yet. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, it's just one of those things that I never really think about from my side because obviously I don't have kids, so um, I'm just a big idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean that that's the kind of the, the, the evolution of streaming services right now. And and saying that, so yeah. um, we've obviously got Netflix and Amazon Prime, which have just um, smashed. I mean, Amazon Prime we'll move on to shortly with the boys, All right? But they've mm. just released their second season, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, mm. And then there's a movie that I've been talking to Ollie about quite a bit um, and trying to remember what it was called constantly because my memory is awful. Um, and it's a movie that's just launched on Netflix today. Or yesterday, and oh, yeah? it's called uh, "I'm Thinking of Ending Things." And oh, I've heard of that. Is that, is that a horror movie? No, it. Yeah, I think it's something else. I think the closest you can get to it is Get Out, um, which oh, is that okay. amazing movie from like five or six years ago that constantly changes what's yeah, going yeah. on all the way through it. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, so this movie came out, and I started watching it on the train today because I came back from Portsmouth this morning, um, and it's so heavy and so dark. But so well done, and it's Tony Collette again, who's one of my all-time favorite actresses. Um, it's just, it's, it's so good, like so, so good. Okay. Mm. And this is what I'm liking about all the streaming services at the moment. We're getting like these really cool bits of content again, because obviously, just coming mm. out of lockdown, content is actually starting to flow. That means that Stranger mm. Things is probably on its way, and a few other things. But if you want, I guess we can move on to talking about The Boys season two. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen it. I have all three episodes. Yeah. Oh, don't. I'm so mad. Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I so guess they're doing this explain. strange thing. Um, so I always felt like the advantage of streaming platform is to it's a binge things, or not necessarily binge, but watch things on demand, so at your own pace, rather than at the pace set arbitrarily by the TV network. Which is why I'm so surprised that with The Boys season two, they are releasing the first three episodes all in one go. And then moving on to a week by week release, it just feels what strange. Like it's so weird. Yeah. Like I, like it's one thing to do it to do the whole thing week by week. It's another thing to do the whole thing all at once. But this is like some coming out at once, and then the rest coming week by week. Don't get it. Hmm. It's infuriating because as well because it's so good. Like, yeah. So so good. It. Like, um, Ollie, have you seen the first season? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the first season. Okay, do you remember I'm, how violent I'm... it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that times ten. It's just... Oh, God. It's yeah. so good. And... Although, I, I am a bit concerned. I mean, um, obviously, I'm going to keep the plot completely out of this, but I guess what I liked about The Boys, even though, yes, it was hyper-violent and there was some kind of... I, I guess it is kind of fun to see that kind of ridiculous amount of blood and gore. But at the same time, what kind of interested me about The Boys was more of its take on social issues and how kind of interwoven it interwoven kind of the whole superhero mythos into what would it be like if if superheroes were basically actors that were part of an agency, all run by a corporation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, what if what if every single superhero had a PR guy or, or had a PR firm to attach themselves to, and what type of person would a superhero be behind the scenes? You know, when the camera's mm. off. Yeah. And I was really interested in that. And uh, one review I saw of season one, um, again keeping it spoiler three, was. They were concerned that the director would get kind of the wrong impression of what people love about it and double down on the extreme blood and gore and not focus on the deeper topics that make the show interesting. 
And I wouldn't say that's happened yet, but I am concerned that it might happen because they front-loaded so much more to blood and guts, which I'm like, is this kind of what you're trying to set this up for? Is this is the whole thing just going to be a big bloody mess or is there going to be something that makes you thinking? Hmm. Yeah, because uh, season one definitely had a lot of the yeah that was the like sure the violence is great but like you know the the actual yeah like you said like the really deep character stuff and like yeah. really kind of very worrying things that were happening and really quite uh, yeah. stressful uh, situations like that the plane episode like yes exactly yeah, that that will all that episode haunts me to this day because it was and, terrifying um, <laughs> yeah yeah and you know what's actually What's even strange about that is I don't know if, if any of you have read the comics, but it's actually a lot worse in the comics. You, like really? the, the TV show actually toned it down a bit, which is even more concerning. But but yeah, even though they toned it down, it still kept the essence of what made that whole what sequence the... just so haunting. So the whole mm. thing was um, it kind of focuses. So season two gets quite focused around Homelander, and I'm going to try to stay yeah. away from any spoilers where I can here. Um, but the season one was exploring the the idea of like like you said, superheroes behind closed doors. And it was more of like looking at superheroes if they were actually people in the world that we live in now. Because we all know that people mm. can genuinely be kind of horrible um, and quite selfish. And these superheroes are horrible and sel- selfish, but with the abilities of gods. Mm. And uh, Homelander has realized that he is, in fact, a god. And he talks about himself like he's a god. And he pre- presents himself to other people like a god. Like, he'll blast someone's head in two without even thinking about it, just by zapping him with his eyes. And he doesn't even flinch when he does it. That was a very mm-hmm. loud noise I just got. Um, someone just messaged me on WhatsApp. <laughs> so it went really loud in my ear. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just... So season two really zooms in on his personality. And I I, mm. I, I can't fault them for it, because it is just so interesting to see him mm. fall apart. And every now and again, mm. it will cut away to um, uh, the fish guy, um, the deep. Deep. Yes, whose deep, yeah. story is so boring and so uninteresting, and, and it, it's, it's almost a direct comparison to there was a show that came out many many years ago called Heroes, uh, which I'm yes. sure you've <laughs> seen or heard of. And of season course, one was incredible, yeah. season two was not yeah. so incredible, and then it just got bad. Um, yeah. And there was always this thing where I was super interested in Peter Petrelli, super interested in um, like Sila, of course, because he was mental. Of course. Um, but yeah. then it would cut back to the woman who had the twin. And I just had oh, Nikki. yeah, and I had no interest in her story because the story was, it was like oh, I'm living. <laughs> you know who I didn't care about on that show, like I mean, with Nikki as well, but also the show really, really wanted you to care about Matt Parkman. I don't care about. Him. Oh, I had a bit of a crush on him though, so I did care about him. <laughs> he, he is, he is very cute. He is a cute guy. He's beefy, and... beefy policey is what he yeah. was. he is, he is very cute. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like his story. I guess it's something like when the show becomes very transparent about what they're trying to make you feel like it almost makes me feel that feeling even less and the yeah. show's like you know Matt Parkman's got this you know he's got he's going through the stuff of his wife and and it's like oh how sad is it that he can do all these things and get all this stuff happening I'm like yeah can we just I want to see Peter Petrelli please yeah go go back to the cool heroes I'm bored of yeah. bored of yawny police officer playing out what we yeah. want with Mel Gibson uh, yeah. but so so my comparison is that I I very much feel like um, I wouldn't be surprised to learn if the boys has got a lot of the original writers from Heroes, because really? the the story structure seems quite similar, and the oh, way no. that the well, no, 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 this is a good thing because it feels similar okay. to season one, which is where um, okay. I mean, it was incredible season one of Heroes was it yeah, blew everyone yeah, away, it was it was game changing, it was brilliant, um, and it feels because what happened was was there was a writers' strike at the end of season one. Um, yeah. yeah, and it caused the show to just absolutely nosedive. So they ended up with these like amateur writers doing crap, being not paid for what they were doing, and blah blah blah. Um, and it just got terrible. And I feel like those original writers that wrote the first part of season one may have kind of rekindled and moved back into this. The boys, it's it's purely hypoth- hypothesis. I don't okay. Think it's true. See, I um, like that. I like that. Yeah, because it just feels like they're they're sort of telling the same story now, which is these. I suppose. I mean. Like people dealing with superpowers. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I guess what's different about heroes is fundamentally the heroes is about ordinary people realizing that they are extraordinary. I mean, that was a whole kind of tagline. Yeah, sure. Whereas the boys is about people who already know that they're extraordinary. But I guess there is actually, I, I do see where you're going actually. Because yeah. there is, I guess, there's a similarish reveal that does kind of put 
it does give all the characters this kind of shared trauma yeah. to work through and kind of realize uh, how their life isn't exactly what they thought it was. So, well, you say yeah, you yeah. say similar. It's the same reveal. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but I'm not going to say it because Ollie's going to watch it and have go through the same thing. But it's it's the same reveal yeah. as Heroes, like it's the same thing. And when that bit happened, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so this is possibly the same show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go back and watch Heroes again and just kind of reference it and see if I can work out the reference points and see if I'm actually right mm-hmm. or or just being like insane with my conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you so... know what I like what I like about the boys that um. Yeah, Heroes never quite got to. I mean, it did in the later seasons, but the writing was crap, so I couldn't appreciate it as much. But, like, um, with Peter Petrelli in particular, uh, actually, how much am I allowed to say? Because Heroes is an old show, right? Am I, am I allowed to spoil it? Yeah, we can spoil. It's fine. It's over yeah, 10 years go old. for it. Okay. Yeah, so, so with Heroes, I mean, obviously, Peter Petrelli's power is the ability to use everyone else's powers, right? And the fact that he could empathize with people, through that, with that empathy, he can channel on people's abilities, which is always really cool. But I guess because of either the budget or the writing or where he was in terms of character development, he never really got to just use all his powers in a really cool and efficient way. It was always like discovering it and forgetting it and then something will set him back so he can't do it anymore. Um, and then there's just one sequence nearly in the season two where he finally got to just unleash all his abilities. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And it's sad that you never really got to see much of that. But at least what's cool about the boys is that all the heroes in the boys know their powers and can use it, use it in really cool and interesting ways. Yeah. So mm. that's that's really cool. I and like seeing that type of stuff. To, to jump onto that as well, they're not afraid to show you how those powers would actually impact real people. So like yeah. uh, the character Stormfront, if she uses her lightning on someone, you're being hit by lightning. Like you're going to yeah. melt. Like And, and yeah. people melt. Like if you get hit by... Superman's X-ray vision, or not X-ray vision, his laser vision in uh, in the Superman movies, people just kind of like it knocks them back. I don't, you, mm. you you can actually go back to some of the Superman movies and you'll see them getting hit by his laser vision and it, and they'll get knocked away, but he can like cut through steel. Whereas in yeah. the boys, if they get hit by his laser vision, they explode and there's blood yeah, and but, brains. Yeah, but you know what's also cool about that? That's not just down to the logic of Superman and, and Homelander. It's also down to who those characters fundamentally are. Yeah, I mean, Superman true. is a character who's constantly having to hold himself back because he's always scared of what he'll do to people. And true. I mean, you know, movies aside, I'm talking more about the comic book Superman at this point, but like he is always so careful about how he uses his abilities because he knows that if he wants to ever get really, really angry, planets will get destroyed. Yeah. Whereas Homelander is like, this is my God-given right because I am a god. I get, I'm going to do whatever I want. But yeah. even in The Boys, you get to see him. He does have restraint with his laser vision. He has, like... In fact, there's an ep- in episode one of season two, you see pretty easily how he can use his strength with his laser eyes. But obviously, I'm not going to spoil what he does with it. But you know, like he can use his laser eyes about melting things, but he chooses yeah, not true. to because ultimately, he's like, you know what? I don't care who I, I don't care what I break. Like, actually, what I want. Well, yeah, because there's that whole concept as well that, um, and this is a bit crass. So apologies for anyone under the underage who's listening. But there's this concept that when Superman has sex with Lois Lane, she technically should explode because of the <laughs> the way that process would work. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something that never never really gets addressed in the comics or in the movies but every now and again I'm watching it and I'm like she would, like her head's going to explode like <laughs> it's, it's going to come out the top of her head is what, what I'd be worried about but they, they never Not. do that because that's the thing but I reckon I sort of feel like they might do something like that in the boys like we're going to see, because Homelander's um, is this a spoiler? actually no, let's not go down that road um, but I think we're going to see at some point where one of the heroes is going to impregnate someone. And I think we might see the negative side of that because it's something Mm. that people talk about quite a lot, like Comic-Con or whatever. Um, Yeah. You know, the impact of actually a superhero making love to someone or having sex with someone or whatever. Yeah. Um, They would get destroyed. Yeah, they do kind of... I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't want to ruin it. I mean, um, I will say that, I mean, I've unfortunately read the comments, so it's always hard for me to be to kind of feign ignorance stuff mm. like this so i guess i just won't say any but uh, okay. but no it's it's, it's definitely my having having said that i mean the voice has actually deviated quite far from the comics already so i suppose they could do it and they could but it could so surprise me in that regard. it's not the first show to do that either because walking dead did that as well and walking dead yeah, gave yeah. gave everyone this unique experience three times because the comics were amazing the, the the first few seasons of the tv show were absolutely incredible and then there was the game the telltale yeah. game which mm. Uh, I was the first not... season. Yes, the first and second season, I would say. The third season was mm. crap, and the Michonne episode was really boring. Um, mm. But 
uh, the, the the first season did this thing where it took you to the same place that the TV show did. So you thought you were going to get the same uh, story as the TV show gave you. And every time you got to these new spots, you were like, oh, God, this is a completely different story. And this is w- mm. somehow more shocking. Mm. Like, because you remember the, the barn reveal in the TV show? When the barn opens, I was expecting that in the in the Telltale thing. And when you get to the barn, it's a whole different thing because it's the family living there that make you dinner. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Clem, eat the food <laughs> straight away. And I could tell that everyone else was like, No, don't eat the food. And I was like, Clem, eat it, eat it, <laughs> chew it. Oh, so I made her eat it. Um, but yeah, so oh, it, it's me. it's super cool. Like, and and I think to the kudos of the boys. I'm really glad to see that we've now got this um, like heroes level show back on TV because I'm hyped to watch yeah. the next episode. So uh, for context, Ollie, they're only releasing three, uh, three, the first three episodes, and then the remaining episodes are coming out once a week. Right. Yeah. Okay. But I'm hyped. Like I really, really want to watch it uh, because the ending to this episode, the third episode, is such a great cliffhanger. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And yeah. It was such an epic cliffhanger, and that's yeah. when I realised that they were only releasing these three episodes. Like, oh. Oh no! <laughs> and and they've done so well introducing the new the new character as well. So the new so they've yeah. got the seven, which is the the, the like the Justice Avengers, League. yeah, the Justice League or the Avengers or whatever. Um, yeah. And one of them leaves for whatever reason, uh, and they replace it with this new character. And and the way that they've used this new character is just phenomenal. So good. Yeah, mm. that's another example of how. Um... Yeah, and that's another example of how they they change things. So, I mean, the, the, the character's gender flips, for instance. Um, so, oh, is she male in the comics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Sean Front is a, is a dude in the comics. Okay, and um, which which sounds innocuous. I mean, it is fundamentally. I mean, the, the character of Stormfront is still fundamentally the same, just just not a man. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they still managed to work femininity into the character and make it really work in a way that it just could not work if, if Stormfront was a dude. And yeah, so it's like that's. Yeah, I, I just I love those changes. Well, her, I mean, her feminine side is is phenomenal. Like it's so so yeah. the, the, there is there is kind of an awkward point to bring up here, and that um, I feel this year specifically with a lot of new media and a lot of new TV and, and movies, we're probably going to see a lot more female leads, which is a good thing, of course. A lot more mm-hmm. people of color leading, which again is a good thing, but um, I feel like it's going to be oversaturated very quickly. To the point where it's not yeah. going to have the same impact that it should do, because like this new character in um, in the boys, female, strong, very respectable. I can imagine young girls actually looking up to her to a certain point as well, to a certain point. I would look up to anyone <laughs> in the boys. Just just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I kind of look up to. What well, is it? Not Star Girl. That's the other TV show I'm watching. What's her name? Starlight. Star. Starlight. Yeah, Starlight. Yeah. Is it Starlight? I think it's Starlight. I think so, yeah. The girl who can make like star powers come out of her hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think she's fantastic because she's really going through that juxtaposition of she just yeah. wanted to do good I mean, stuff and then she immediately gets yeah. tainted by well the deep the deep. I mean, her. she she and um oh and the other the male lead I forgot, I forgot his name well. So, the um, the running guy the speed guy A train. No, uh, no, not even not A train. The main character, the the protagonist. Home runner. No, 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 as in, um, as in the guy without superpowers. Oh, the guy, as yeah, in Doofy McCutinison, that guy. Yeah, him. I, yes. I don't know why I'm blanking on all their names, but the thing is, so both him and, and Starlight, those are both meant to be a point of view characters. So they, they're meant to be the, the characters you empathize with the most. I mean, yeah. one of them is a new mm-hmm. person related, and the other one is a newbie. You also through those two characters, you learn about the universe and the setting. So mm-hmm. it's good that these two characters are good characters. They're meant to be. Um, but yeah, as for all the other characters in the voice, I don't, I don't think they're in, up to them. In, in fact, the only character I can't stand is A Train. Um, yeah. His his initial introduction was kind of cool, but very quickly he got very tiring because he just yeah. seems like he's just constantly playing this drugged up asshole. And I got yeah. a little bit tired of that personality because I was I was like, there could be so much depth to this character, and it just feels quite flat. Uh, yeah. Which is the opposite of what I feel about um, like Starlight because her character has got so much depth. Yeah, like she has to keep dealing with really difficult situations, and then the other weird thing is the marketing woman. Um, I don't know her name, but it's the one in season two who was the assistant in season one. Right. She yeah. she popped up in a movie in a movie uh, today. In that, um, I'm thinking of ending things. 
So they watch a movie okay. in it, and she's one of the main characters in the movie that they watch in this movie. And I was sitting there going, what's she do? What marketing campaign is this? What's she working on? Because <laughs> she plays exactly the same character. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, but Ollie, you absolutely, your homework for the week is to watch uh, season yep. two of The Boys. That is absolutely your homework. I will not hear otherwise. You After I make it. dinner tonight, I'm uh, while I eat dinner tonight, I'm hundred percent. You you won't be disappointed. Yeah, like I'm yeah, I'm actually yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. when lockdown's over, I'd like to kind of do like a um uh, like a cinema kind of screening of it. Like get mm. people together yeah. with a projector or something, get a big sheet, sit outside and enjoy it because it's it's the, the first episode is so good, mm. so so good. Hey, do you have a garden? I don't know, but I'll use someone else's. Uh. <laughs> I was, was going to say only because um, completely coincidentally so I'm part of this group on Facebook where the people are constantly posting their businesses it's like it's called the black end economy blacks and minorities are just kind of share their business ideas or okay. businesses they have going on and one person does actually have this thing called the, the home cinema where they you can hire this kind of projector and like this inflatable projector that you have out in your garden inflatable and you can, like, projector any kind of media Sorry? An inflatable projector. Yeah, so think of it like imagine kind of like a bouncy castle, but instead of the whole, but it's like the same kind of technology. Instead, it's just this big inflatable wall, and that's oh. where the projector on. <laughs> I thought you meant the projector itself was inflatable. I was like, <laughs> that doesn't sound like it would work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're interested, I can, I can link it to you after. Yeah, please do. I that sounds really cool. Or anything, but because they're I... constantly like showing pictures of it. It's like, oh no, it's so dope. Because <laughs> otherwise, um, I'm, I'm actually about to move house. I've, I've just bought myself a, oh, yeah? an apartment. Uh, and one of my oh, treats awesome. is either going to be a brand new TV or a projector. And if it's a projector, oh, where are you moving to? Uh, to Grove Park, so not far away from where I am now. Actually, ah. uh, it's just because I've been paying rent for so long, and now I'm like, yeah. I probably should put that money into a house rather than rent. Doesn't mean uh, I have to stay here forever, but <laughs> for the time being, I can start paying a mortgage rather than rent. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, um, I'm doing the same thing. Oh, congratulations. Have you uh, bought your place yet? Oh, the offer's been accepted. Um, so we're just waiting for valuation now. Oh, congrats. Oh, good job. The, the, yeah, it gets, is this your first, are you first time buyers? Yeah, yeah. It's the most confusing, stressful, and horrible process you'll ever go through, but really enjoy <sighs> it. But it sucks. <laughs> it absolutely sucks. <laughs> I get, can't wait for it to be over. Get yourself a good solicitor, pay a bit more for a good one, and just let them do all the work yeah. because my yeah. god it gets really confusing and really stressful like yeah, yeah so i just mixed my broker and i was like you know what dude recommend me a good solicitor i just, just tell me how much it costs and just please i'm done with this already i've already yeah, just started yeah. and i'm already done with it i mean i'm already mm. out of i'm out of uh, like energy with this completely because it's 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 stressful yeah. but enjoy it like, like what, what it, stage it, are you at sorry what stage are you at uh so we are about to exchange like it's happening in the oh, next few oh, weeks wow. so we've done the searches the search is the worst part um, that slows everything down. Um, that's that's gone through. They've all been approved now, so there's no problems with the house, the the land, and we're about to exchange. So that's cool. Brilliant. Um, but Congrats. speaking of, yeah, thank you. And same to you, man. Like it's a it's a cool experience. But speaking of things that are about to exchange, we are running out of time. We've got a minute left. Um, so uh, Daras, did you have any other points you wanted to go over while we've still got a few minutes to talk? Oh, no, I've just been happy to be here, dude. It's been lovely to have you. Like It's a nice conversation and actually nice to catch up as well. Um, yeah, for real. Ollie, did you have anything else? Uh, nope, I do not have anything else. You know, you know, we've actually gone through a full episode today without mention- mentioning one thing. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do, we have, do we have to mention it? You know, just well, I feel it. <laughs> Every week we mention this, this thing. Um, it's starting to feel like they're a sponsor now. But I feel like we should keep mentioning so that we eventually do get sponsored because it's the Xbox Game Pass. Well, I would love oh. to play Spirit Spiritfarer <laughs> on the Xbox Games Pass. Well, I'm going to play We Happy Few on the Xbox Game Pass later on tonight. So once I've got the podcast uploaded. But we nearly got through a whole one without mentioning it. So, <laughs> God. Um, oh, I don't have an Xbox. So. You don't need it. It's on the PC. Don't get me started on the sale like because I will sell this to you. <laughs> oh, my God. And my PC's hard drive is currently there. No, I'm actually yeah. going to... Um, once this whole housing thing's all dealt with, I'm going to get myself a new PC. Well, that's a good thing to aim oh, for. Um, yeah, I'm going to build myself. Yeah, I'm probably nice. going to build my own new PC soon because mine's mine's dying as well. Um, but yeah, we are running out of time. So um, if you want to follow us, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Sunfire Tavern. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram where I occasionally post or sometimes break my phone depending on what the day is. Um, and we're also uploading to SoundCloud, Spotify and iTunes. 
Every week, we usually get them the podcast uploaded on Monday nights. Uh, occasionally, have special guests. Tonight was the lovely Duras, who very, very thankful for joining us and having wonderful conversation. Mm. Uh, it's been a pleasure. pleasure. Um, so, Duras, thank you for joining us. No worries, dude. Uh, Ollie, thank you for being here. <laughs> oh, as, as always, you know, I'm always here eternally. You know, just. Uh... And for everyone listening, thank you for listening. Uh, Please do subscribe and share it on your social media channels. And we'll see you all next week. Take care. See you later, guys. Bye.